Podcast. Remember that you're you're worthy to request. You're worthy to ask. Right? I, I particular I particularly bring this up in the case of angels. Right? If you've grown up in in a religious context, you were maybe taught that you are unworthy to request the support of angels because of some reason. But I'm here to tell you whether it's angels, whether it's ancestors, whether it's ascended masters, whether it's animal guides, whether it's any entity. You are born worthy, but you need to step into that worthiness, and you can do that by asking. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna this is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression, where I, your host Harrison, set the loving and mystical intention to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love while nurturing the space needed to do so. And today you found yourself on another solo sode with just me and myself breaking down a particular topic, a particular subject to give you even more value, even more insight, and leave with practical tools and tips. Today's episode is Healing with Loving Entities, Angels, Ancestors, Masters, and more. And we're going to go into all of the entity, loving entity conversation. And I'll give an overview in a second, but just to send some love here out to the returning tribe. Thank you for tuning in if you're a regular listener. If you are new to this show, to this program, I welcome you with open arms, arms with an open heart, how you can express your love back, how you can help me expand this show is by sharing this episode out with a friend if you get some value today. And also going over to Spotify and Apple and leaving your feedback, your comments, your reviews, and your love. This really helps the show and helps me expand more of this light out into the world. would also encourage you to go over to the Cosmic Love Antenna Facebook group, growing week to week, and it's another place and space where you can get some more information, more more coaching insights, more love, more tribe, all of the things. And I would love to see you over there. Today's episode is, as I alluded to before, talking about all things loving entities. What we're going to talk about today is what are entities? What are loving entities? What are the different kinds? Why do we want to connect to them? How do we connect to them? And some practical tools and tips to do so. So stay tuned for all things entities and the different dynamics and spaces and places we can go to within them. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to a couple of episodes I've done prior to this, other solo episodes where I haven't talked about entities, but I've talked about things like dreams and meditation and and using other kinds of practices and tools for your self-love, self-healing, self-mystical journey, right? because I'm going to be referencing them a lot here today. And I really open your heart to the chat that we're going to have because the very intention that you set today of opening to receive this information, you might have a loving visitation, right? You might feel that you're not alone, right? You might connect to a beautiful loving entity in many ways just by listening to this episode. So have an open heart to that and who knows what you may experience. Before I get into the body of this chat today, I want to read out a review as I always do here on these shows 
to really highlight a member of the beautiful community that has given some love to the show. This review is from the beautiful Dim31. And Dim31 says, Harrison and the Cosmic Love Antenna is amazing. Harrison, I absolutely love your content and your amazing guests you bring onto the show. The way you simplify and give great explanations has helped me immensely to clarify some things I've been working through. Thank you, Harrison. Much love and gratitude to you. Well, thank you, Dim, for the loving words. And I just, you know, I appreciate all of these reviews and I read every single one and they hit my heart and they remind me of the love that I'm doing. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for sending the love my way. It is received. All right. So let's let's get into <clears throat> let's get into the body and the content of this show today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down what and why in regards to what is what is a loving entity. And then I'm going to give you a breakdown more of the types of entities that I've experienced that you can experience too. And then I'm going to end the episode with a big set of how, how to connect to loving entities, what tools, practical steps can you take to have a deeper connection to the loving spirits, guides, angels, and many other forms of loving entities around you. So first up here, I want to give a pretty concise and, in my opinion, quite extensive and quite accurate definition of what a entity is. And I'll just put this out there. This applies to the loving entities that we're going to talk about today and the negative entities that you can experience. And this is a definition from one of my mentors, Mr. Paul Check. And Paul Check defines an entity as any locus of consciousness outside the individual self or ego structure that can interact with the host as another, often coming from either within the perceiver or a locus of consciousness external to the perceiver interacting with them as another. So I'll say that again. Any locus of consciousness outside the individual self or ego structure that can interact with the host as another, often coming from within the perceiver or as a locus of consciousness external interacting with the perceiver as another. Okay, so that's really what we're dealing with today. We talk about these different kinds of entities and really hold that definition. I'd write it down. If I was you, I'd write it down, put it somewhere as you start to go deeper into entity work because it really helps you understand. Right? As we as we go into mystical topics and spiritual topics, it's very helpful to have your mind on your side. <laughs> Often when the mind is not on our side, it makes it hard to open our hearts up to the spiritual realm, which is what we're going to do today. So when you have a definition of like, like this, our ego mind can be like, okay, I get it. I get it. This makes sense, even if it's just a little bit of sense at the start. And then you can start to open up to a grander, more mystical spiritual world. I want to, with that definition, I want to explain why we want to connect to entities, especially the loving kinds that we're talking about here today. And there are a couple of reasons that I want to throw at you, and, and I, I really intend to explain these to help them resonate with you, right? Because these are the things that have helped me, right? If they've helped me, they're most likely going to help you. So the first thing that 
loving entities can help you move through is loneliness. It can be so easy, especially with the state of the world at the moment, coming out of COVID, coming out of you know a lot of world events, Ukraine, Iran, Russia, a lot of things going on. It can be very easy to feel isolated. It can be very easy to feel like we're alone. But in my experience, this loneliness is an illusion, especially if we start taking in this topic we're talking about today. Because the more you open your heart to loving entities, angels, spirit guides, ancestors, all the things we're going to talk about today, the more that you realize you've never been alone. The thing that has been fluctuating has been your willingness and your readiness and your openness to receive the love that was always there. And when we connect to guides and loving entities, they help us connect to this. They help us realize this. They help us feel this. Another reason we want to connect to loving entities is because they help us heal. They give us deeper insights and reflections on the pain, the trauma, the challenges that we're moving through. Because we truly do not know what we don't know. And in these situations, we need to be willing to open ourselves to support outside of ourselves. And yes, that often takes the form of another physical person, professional, practitioner, coach, doctor, etc. But it can also take the form of these loving entities, inviting them in, inviting them in to help you see what needs to be seen to help you feel what needs to be felt. Within my own experience and interactions with the different kinds of entities we're going to be speaking about today, they come with guidance. They come with specific mastery and messages that you have been looking for, which connects to the next tip and reason why we want to connect to entities here is they help us along our spiritual awakening. I don't know about any of you listening, but the spiritual awakening journey isn't all joy, bliss, and pleasure. It can be very dark and challenging at times, much like our healing journey. And much like the other point, our guides, our ancestors, our the angels, the ascended masters, these entities can come in to help us move through the blocks, move through the illusion, move through the disconnection and separation that we often find ourselves in along the awakening path. The last reason why here that I think it's very important to open our hearts to connect to loving entities is because they help us see and most importantly, remember our gifts, our gifts, our passions, and our purpose. If you've listened to this show to any extent, 
you've heard me harp and emphasize on the necessity to lean into our gifts and to our into our purpose, our mission here as a, as the unique soul that we are, and each and every one of you listening has not just that purpose, not just that passion, but has a unique set of gifts that are waiting for you to embody and share with the world. And when we lean into these loving entities, they can help guide us to see what these are. They can help guide us to help us implement them and take action on them and to flex them. I've seen this within my interaction with Ascended Masters, right, with guide, with, with ancestors and angels. So ask yourself the question, where are you needing support and help to strengthen these gifts and remember these gifts? And where can you invite them in? Because we'll talk about this in a bit in terms of how, but we need to remember that one of the biggest tools that we can use is remembering our free will and remembering to ask. And we'll talk about that at the end. So that's a quick little definition and a quick little series of why we want to connect to loving entities. Right? There's obviously more, but those are the those are the four big ones that can really help you step into this. And they're the reasons that I connect to guides and loving entities. I want to now go into some break down the different types that I've connected with. And this this list here is definitely not extensive. Right? This is there are many, 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 many kinds of loving entities. And you speak to any sort of mystical spiritual practitioner, they'll give you a whole different set. But these are the, in my opinion, they're the big these are the big ones. These are the ones that I've had experience with. And I mean, if you start with these, <laughs> you'll get a you'll go a very long way. So I'm going to break them out individually and I'll talk about them a little bit. And I would, again, I'm going to encourage beautiful souls listening. I've done episodes on some of these topics individually. So go back and listen to those as well, especially the first one here about angels. I did an episode a couple of weeks ago, I think episode 67 or 68. I'd go back and look around that, that number and look at the episode I did on loving angels with uh, Nicole. All right, so first up here, as I just alluded to, is angels. And angels are, are very complicated. <laughs> it's the word that comes up straight away. And the reason that they're complicated is that they come with a lot of baggage. And what I mean by that is if you, much like myself, grew up in a religious context, through your family, through your school, through your government, culture, whatever it is, then you might see and hear the word angel and be triggered by it and have a lot of extra connotations and belief systems around that word. And the first thing I would say here around angels is it would behoove you to remove and put aside those belief systems for now. Because angels transcend any belief system. All of these, all of these entities today do, but angels specifically, they transcend. There's a reason 
that they exist in every religious text and every religious culture and understanding. It's because while they are part of those systems, they are also outside of those systems. In my experience with angels is that they are a frequency. They are a, a body, right? And while they can take human form and, and be anthropomorphized into looking like humans, they are much more than that. They are, they work through the heart in many ways. They work on the frequency of love and they're here to be of service to that love, to the highest of order. You are worthy to receive them. You are worthy to ask for their guidance. Right? There are many kinds of angels from the sort of uh, very helper, helper type angels to archangels to there are different forms. But what I would encourage you to start with around angels is to really just hone into the frequency of what they are. Angels are unique in my experience because they are in a category all of their own, meaning that their expression from source is a whole different branch of the tree. Meaning that the soul that you are now, while you can ascend to many of the other kinds of entities that we're going to talk about here, the angel form, in my opinion, it's very rare, if impossible, to become an angel yourself. And that's probably a whole other conversation. But the thing I want you to take out of this is they are very special. And the way that I would start to interact with them for now and have an understanding of them is through the heart. And just invite them into your heart space and use your heart portal to connect to them. And leave any religious belief systems at the door. Because their power, their potential, and their loving ability to help you connect to your love transcends any separation. The next type here is ancestors. Past loved ones down your familial line. You could also connect to these as guides in many ways, ancestral guides. And these are souls that are connected to you again, most likely down your familial line, that have messages, have guidance, have tools, have experiences, have pains and challenges that they've moved through that are now here to support you with. But these will often come up, ancestors and, and, and familial guides will come up in when we start to do ancestral healing. Now you've probably, if you've listened to these episodes before, You've heard me talk about becoming the breaker of chains. When you become the breaker of chains, this is when these guides are most likely to come in because they want you to heal that abandonment wound or that rejection wound or that that witch wound or whatever it is as much as you want to. But because when you heal it for you, you also heal it for them. So this is where ancestors come in to support you with these kinds of challenges. Right? And they're always there. You just need to ask. Right? They are connected to your bloodline. They are there to share traits and gifts 
and remembrances that you need to come back to with no judgment, with no pressure, but as an offering to remember your power. They help you see all that you are. All of these entities do, but these ancestors specifically can be very nuanced in that remembering, in my experience. The next type of entity here, and I just, I'll put this disclaimer. I don't want to go too deep into all of these, right? Because we could chat about each of these for a long time, but I'm trying to give a summary and an overview of these kinds of entities it's for you to sort of start as a, as a, as a beginning guide. The, the next entity here I want to talk about is Ascended Masters. Right? Examples of these Ascended Masters would be one that I w- work with, Mr. Dewal Cool. Others out there are Lady Mary, Mary Magdalene, Lord Buddha, Lord Sananda, Alagobi. Right? There's, there's many, many, many kinds of Ascended Masters. And an ascended master is a soul, much like you, that has ascended to a degree and gained mastery over a specific set of lessons and understandings. These ascended masters are souls that, again, are further along their ascension process that are now offering their teachings to you so that you can learn, so that you can understand, so that you can express yourself more deeply. As an example, my Ascended Master Dual Kul that I'm currently working with has a lot of understandings around the role of karma and the karmic board and the karmic karmic choices we need to make and understand. So I call to him when I need to make a choice and have a deeper understanding around karma at large. But these Ascended Masters, again, are there to teach you, support you. How they would sort of be would how they would be different is they have a specific set of tools. So there's no point calling to an ascended mastery that ascended master that has a mastery in karma, for example, if you want to know about trauma or if you want to know about grief or you want to know about anger, right? There's there's, they have a very nuanced skill set and they're there to give that skill set. But outside of that, right, they're just another soul like you or me. So, that is where these ascended masters come in. And I've found that they've been very helpful to enact and call upon to help us remember how powerful we are. Meaning that the ascended masters are an example of what we can learn to ascend to. They are another step along the ascension process. And they show us, again, that we are no different, that we have the potential inside of us to become masters of our own specific traits if we choose to. Next up here is animal guides and totem animals. These, as the name applies, connects to the animal world and the souls that express themselves through the animal form that can give guidance to us that we can interact with for deeper clarity and understanding around challenges, pains, and and resistance that comes into our lives. What I'll say around this piece is, in my perspective, in my understanding and experience, the soul that we are moves through many incarnations. And part of those incarnations is in the animal world. 
So when we call to animal guides or we use totem animals, we're not just enacting and calling to the traits that that animal has that we can use to move through specific lessons, but we're also calling to another soul that is on their own journey that we can interact with. And this connects back to the loneliness piece. We forget that we can feel connected and not alone when we also connect to the animal world. But this also applies to the spiritual and mystical animal world through, through animal guides and totem animals. Right. The other piece I would say here, and I just alluded to it, is that often animal guides, totem animals show up to highlight for you a characteristic that you need to embody and lean into. Right, so if a totem animal or spirit guide comes to you, ask yourself, what does that being, what does that animal represent? And most importantly, taking it a step deeper, how can that representation help me right now with the challenge that I'm facing? How can the wisdom of the elephant help me with that argument that I just had with my mom or my dad? How can the dexterity of the cheetah help me move through my workplace turmoil? Now, these are just very generic examples, but you get the idea, right? And this is why these animal guides and totem animals often show up. Two more here that I want to talk about entities that we can interact with. Uh, the next one is thought forms. Thought forms slash egregores. And these, these types of entities are probably the most common. And a thought form is a, as it sounds, a thought or a belief. And a belief is a thought that we keep thinking that we create and becomes its own thing that we can then take on from others or project, project onto others. Right? We've all felt this when we've watched the news or we've, we've scrolled social media or you know we've, we've taken a course or we've learned something from someone. We've taken on certain thought forms that, that impact us and influence us. And this is very important to understand because most of the time this is a negative thing as the news example implies, as the social media example implies. And this is why it's important to learn the difference between the head and the heart. But I want to speak about positive thought forms here. And an egregore, just to explain what that word means, an egregore is a thought form that has reached a, a collective level or a country level or a culture level or a global level a belief in a thought form that is is culture-wide, worldwide, country-wide. But I want to speak about the positive side of these, thought form and egregores. But we can, we can be projecting thought forms and creating thought forms of love and compassion. Right? That is why many of you listening to this show, you often leave feeling uplifted and connected and feeling certain things. Is I'm not just expressing, connecting into my channel and my intuition and sharing my love with you. I'm also sharing 
positive thought forms, empowering thought forms, thought forms that uplift you, thought forms that leave you remembering your power. Right. So the way that we interact with these loving entities is to one, to see their influence over us, but two, to decide to create ones of positivity and love rather than of negativity and restriction. The last type of entity I want to break down here before I jump into beautiful examples of how you can start to interact and and practically dance with these entities. The next, the last type is I've, I've labeled the quantum you <laughs> or the past you or the future you. And the reason I want to break this one down as a type of entity is we must understand from a quantum level, there is no difference. There's no linear time, meaning that the past you that's existed in every incarnation and has gone through every experience and the future you that is yet to manifest all exist, both exist inside of you in this present moment. So what we can learn to do and most importantly embody and interact with is the past life, us that has lessons and experiences and things to share, much like our ancestors that I talked about before, and also learn to embody and interact with the future you, the future you that has all of the beautiful manifestations you deserve to experience through relationships, through money and work, through health and healing. So we can learn to connect to our quantum self the quantum you in this present moment in all the ways I'm going to talk about how in a second here, but I just want you to have a contextual understanding of what that quantum you is. And we can learn to receive guidance and feel and again, embody, represent that quantum you in many different ways. So that's my quick little list of the, different types of loving entities that you can learn to connect to. In my opinion, these are the most common, the most powerful and the most loving in many ways that we can learn to communicate and interact with. And I would encourage you to open your heart to them. As with these, as these podcasts go, I never expect you to take my word as fact. What I expect you to do is Use your own beautiful mind and beautiful heart. Test, test out these, this relationship with these kinds of loving entities. How can you test them? Well, that is what we're going to get into now. Okay, so now I'm going to give a list, beautiful list of tools, steps, practices you can use to interact with all of the entities we've talked about thus far. Okay, so the first the first tip I'm going to give here to start to interact with these loving entities, and this is a I had a sort of brainstorm moment around this last night, and I haven't really shared about it before, so it's a new hot off the press understanding around loving entities that we must must understand <laughs> and lean into, and it's the I've labeled it. Surrender your separation, surrender your division, surrender your prejudice. 
And what I mean by by this is that it's very easy for us in this human world to judge other people for their skin color, for their culture, for their religion, for their sexuality, for their, you know, insert, insert characteristic here. And if we hold these prejudices and judgments, right, most likely because we're suppressing our own and projecting, that's a whole other conversation. But if we have, if we're holding these prejudices and judgments, it's going to be very hard for us to start interacting with these kinds of loving entities because we're starting off from a space of separation. We're starting off from a space of judgment. We're starting off from a space of division. And this is a very 3D, third dimension consciousness. All of these loving entities that we're going to talk about today don't work on the 3D level. They work on the 5D level, right? They don't judge us for being on the 3D. They don't blame us for being on 3D, but they don't drop down to the 3D. Most, if not all of these entities talked about today, they live on the higher dimensions, right? And they cannot, they cannot drop down to the 3D because then they change, they alter. So what's important to understand here is that if you hold any prejudice, any judgment, any division on a particular thing outside of you, it's going to be very hard to connect to these kinds of loving entities because that frequency is not where they're at. So the first tip and tool here is to lot drop and surrender all prejudice, all judgment, all division you have for a certain group, for a certain type of person, and be open. Come back to unity. Come back to love. Come back to unconditional and unconditional nature. Because in that very state, you will then be open to these entities. Right, which brings me to the next tool and tip here, which is fundamental. And I alluded to it earlier in this chat. We must understand that all of these entities respect free will and will not force themselves, will not push themselves, will not break that free will. So what this means is that you need to ask, you need to request, you need to put your intention out there in in some of these cases very clearly so you can start to interact because if you do not, these entities respect that and will not interact with you, in my experience. So very simply here, you need to ask, you need to request. And I would add another layer to this Remember that you're you're worthy to request. You're worthy to ask. Right? I, I particular I particularly bring this up in the case of angels. Right? If you've grown up in in a religious context, you were maybe taught that you are unworthy to request the support of angels because of some reason. But I'm here to tell you whether it's angels, whether it's ancestors, whether it's ascended masters, whether it's animal guides, whether it's any entity, you are born worthy but you need to step into that worthiness and you can do that by asking. The next tool and tip here to connect to these loving entities, I put it, I put this down in as intention, meditation and prayer. I'm actually going to break this down into two different things here. So the first is intention and prayer. Intention is very 
very much connected to what I was talking about with asking. An intention is the opposite to an expectation. An expectation is I'm going to do A plus B and that's going to give me C. An intention is that I'm going to do A plus B and it's going to give me X. And what I mean by that is an intention is open-ended. An expectation is closed-ended. An intention is putting something in tension. What are we putting in tension? Your loving potential. When we set an intention, and I'll use an example here, let's say I set an intention of connecting to an angel. That intention has the frequency of, I am going to connect to an angel. However, I'm going to be open and I'm going to trust. However, that experience is going to reveal itself to me and trust that that will be my highest for my highest good, for my highest nature. I will not make it closed-ended and have an expectation that it must look like a a human coming down from the from the from the heavens in a in a bright light and appearing to me. It may show up like that, but if you hold the expectations that it needs to only look like that, then what you are now doing is pushing away the unexpected, pushing away the unexpected experience you have with an angel that you could have never imagined. So this is the first tip here and tool or the next tip here and tool is to really learn to set these kinds of intentions and to remove all expectations. You can use and implement these intentions through a prayer or, and I actually think this is more powerful in my experience, you can use them through a meditation, a deep visualization, activating a journey and transformation through meditation. This is what I do with clients and people that I work with. But it is through the meditation and journey that we can we can supercharge an intention. So I would pair these two things together. Pair the intention slash prayer with your meditation practice and the journey that you go on. Because from what I've seen, this is how we can often start to interact with these entities in this environment. Next up here, next tool and tip for connecting to these loving entities is the dream state. And I would encourage you to go listen to episode 18 and 32, where I've broken down all things dreams and lucid dreaming in much more detail. But I'll I'll state this simply here in this episode. The dream state is another environment, much like your meditation, in which you can learn to cultivate and attract and use your intention to bring in and communicate with these guides, right? I, In my experience, most of what dreams are are a communication between your unconscious and conscious mind to help you with challenges in your waking state. But a big portion outside of that is also an interaction with loving entities outside of you. They can come into the dream state because in many ways, your dream state is the real reality, <laughs> So if you set an intention before bed, for example, or a prayer before bed to connect to one of these types of entities in the dream state, they will listen to that. But if you can learn to become lucid in the dream state, you can actually request in the lucidity of the dream state to interact with a specific ancestor, specific guide, specific ascended master, etc. So the dream state is very powerful. It's very, if you're not using, I say this all the time, if you're not using your dream state to deepen your spiritual practice, then you're missing out, in my opinion. 
right, I won't go too deeply into it today. I would encourage you to go back to those other episodes because that is I've done a much more extensive breakdown of all things dreams. But for now, just start implementing, start practicing. The next tip and step here for interacting with loving entities is learning to move out of the mind, the thinking mind, the ego, and your belief systems. And again, I'm going to reference another episode, episode 22, Functions of Healing, where I broke down the difference between thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting. And the reason I bring this up here is if we are only interacting with our reality through our thinking ego mind, then we are governed by our thoughts and our belief systems. And I want to explain this, what I was alluding to before around angels. Right, if you if you grew up in a religious context, an environment, household, and you only have the belief and thinking understanding that an angel is a let me just use an example is a human form with wings that you need to never really ask of, and are just there to be servants of God, and you know all the, insert religious scripture here, then that is your worldview. That is your worldview of what angels are and what you are now doing with only using your thinking mind with these belief systems is closing off to the larger reality of what angels actually are. So of course, you're not going to be able to interact with them because you are stuck within that ego mind belief system. So what I'm suggesting here and what I'm highlighting here is we must learn to understand that thinking and our ego mind and our belief systems are just one way that we interact with reality, right? We have our intuition, right? We have our feelings and emotions. We have our senses. And these can help us connect to the other aspects of what these entities represent. So learn to practice and see that you have an option to your thinking mind. We're not here to destroy the thinking mind. It is, We need it. It's a part of us. It is that apart. It's not the whole. To learn to see your whole being, which connects to the next tip here, is spend time in your heart space portal, your heart chakra, your heart center. Your heart is many things. It is an organ. It is a chakra. It is an energy system. It is the governor of many physiological functions but it is so much more than that from a mystical and spiritual lens it is the seat of your soul it is the space and place where your spirit spends most of its time it is the portal to your multi-dimensional being to the different subtle energy bodies that govern you right without going off into a whole different whole different topic here your heart space portal if you can learn to bring your awareness there and spend more time there outside of your ego mind, this is in itself a way that we can interact with these loving entities. Because remember what I said before around angels, for example, they work with this frequency of love. Every single angel interaction I've had has been through the heart. If you don't consciously drop your awareness and spend time in that heart, you may never have an angel experience. So, Learn to spend time in the heart. Learn to understand that 
your heart. I'll give another example with uh, ancestors. The heart is often the space and place we connect to at the non-linear time line. Right? Connect to our our past lives. Connect to our quantum future. This opens the gateway to those ancestors. This opens the gateway to that quantum you. At the heart is often a space and place we can connect to more of our our senses, our electromagnetic field. This can can connect to the animal guides, right? So I'll leave it there, but I just want to emphasize that heart space connection. The more time you spend in that heart, the more open you become to this entity world. Next tip and tool here is Becoming consciously aware in nature. And this is, again, a whole topic in itself, but I'll make this, I'll try and make it simple and brief here. Remember what I said at the start of the episode, that one of the reasons we want to connect to these loving entities is to remember that we've never been alone. And the most impactful example of this is stepping out into the natural world that is a reflection of us but not just stepping out into the natural world because we're all doing that most of the day right but stepping out with conscious intentional awareness and realizing that everything around you in the natural world is connected to you but much like the entities you need to step into that you need to reactivate that awareness because if you can do this, you can start to see that everything is speaking to you outside of you, seemingly outside of you, the trees, the bees, the plants. And if you can start to flex this and become aware of this, now these also become a vector and a channel in which loving entities can speak. Right, I'll, I'll give more examples of this here in a second, but just the tip here is to become consciously aware in the natural world and allow the reactivation of your remembrance of how connected you have always been. Right. And you can start this. I'll make this even more practical here by learning to communicate and connect to your house plants, allowing them to speak to you, feel them. The next tip here, and this flows on beautifully from this, this can be a way that you can consciously connect to the, to the natural world and thus open up gateways to loving entities is connecting to the soul that is mother earth. And I'm going to explain this from two angles here. One is realizing that much like we have soul contracts with other people, other soul, human souls, we also have a soul contract with the earth soul that we are on the earth planet. She is a soul in her own right. And because we have that soul contract, we're, always connected to her but again we have to step into that so it's realizing that we have a soul contract with mother earth but that we also one of the ways that we can connect to this soul contract is through our chakra system but not in a way that some of you are probably thinking of you've probably went straight to the root chakra as a way to do that and yes that is a way but a chakra that we often overlook and don't talk about that is a big part of my teachings in this world is 
the, our earth heart chakra. And this is a chakra that is in the heart of Mother Earth that we are connected to as a part of our energetic system. So we can learn to visualize this earth heart chakra in the, in the, in the core of Mother Earth connected to our energetic system. And when we use this earth heart chakra and imagine it, feel it, embody it, we're now just not connecting to the soul contract and the soul connection of us to Mother Earth. Again, we are now opening a portal and a gateway to connect to loving entities that interact with that connection, right? The animal guides, right? The totem animals, the ascended masters that have lessons around the earth, right? So starting to actively activate our earth heart chakra is another tool we can use. Next up here is using signs. Signs in, the, again, the external world as a channel of communication that these entities will use. The, the most common example of this is angel numbers or numerology, right? Using numbers and, and again, these signs in the external world as communication from the entities themselves. Right, using the weather, using animals appearing to you, like actual physical animals appearing to you. But I want to make this very clear. Not all numbers, not all weather, not all animal appearances are entity interactions. You need to learn to decipher. You need to learn to use your intuition. You need to learn to use your heart to let you know what is a a numerological angel number and what is not. Use your heart and your intuition to learn to see and feel when a weather change or a animal interaction is a divine or entity interaction. But you will know, right? One of the ways you can learn to do this is enhancing your clear senses, right? Your clear sentience, your clairvoyance, your clairaudience to, to use as the channel and the, and the bridge and the gateway to understand Right, and this is a practice. This is a skill. This is a muscle, much like going to the gym and lifting weights to to build your physical muscles. This interaction, understanding with numerology, with weather, with animals, to connect to guides, is also a muscle that you need to learn to flex. And if we don't practice it, it, it atrophies. So another tool that we can use here. And then finally, and this is. This is one that I only have a little bit of experience around, but I want to add it in because I actually have a, a show coming up at the time of this release uh, of this episode. It'll be, it won't be released, but it's upcoming. So look out for it by the time you listen to this. And it's crystals, crystals, stones, and, and using the sediment world. And crystals are another channel and gateway to loving entities that we can use to cultivate. And I won't speak too much about this because, again, I don't have too much experience. It's only just coming into my world now. But I will just say that crystals help us remind, remind us that everything in this world is alive, including the things that we seemingly think are not crystals as one of them. And when we can learn to see the aliveness of, of God, right? and one way to explain this is Matter is God moving slow enough 
so that we can interact with it or matter is consciousness moving slow enough so we can interact with it. The reason I bring this up and say this here is that even in the crystals, there is divinity, there is consciousness, there is love. And if we can open our hearts to learn to see this, now these crystals that have their own frequency, have their own power, have their own traits and characteristics, they now also become a vector in which we can use to connect to spirits and and loving entities and all the things we've talked about here today. So if you're not incorporating the crystal world and the and the mineral world into your spiritual practice, I'd encourage you to do so as just another way and tool and tip here to bring in these loving entities for extra support and guidance. And uh, keep a lookout for that episode where I'll be going much deeper into all of it, bringing on a beautiful guest. All right, wonderful souls. That is everything here today on all things loving entities and connecting to these powerful parts of our reality. As always here, I'm going to end by saying, do not take my word as fact. I want you to practice. I want you to implement. I want you to embody these tips, right? Because you deserve to. And I share these from my experience, my understanding, my learnings. But I want you to add your own flair to this and let me know how they go. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, remember you can always reach out to me on social media. You can leave them in reviews on how you went with this on Apple and Spotify. I always love to see how you go. Right, Share this episode out if you've got some value out of this. If you're looking for extra support with this kind of thing, this is what I do in, as a part of my coaching. So please reach out to me and we can talk about what that looks like if you want to incorporate entity work into your world and you're having some challenges, some blocks, some pains around it. But as always, beautiful souls, I love you unconditionally. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. I wish you a wonderful evening, morning, and night wherever you are in the world. And we'll talk again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid.
Electric Acid. 